you listen to the Christmas edition, the bells are ringing, uh, the snow has gone, <sighs> um, but that's okay, because I, I, I don't mind, I, well I do, I like it white, are you kind of like snow fan, Charlie, I mean I know the games were called off in the last few weeks, but because of like ice and snow and everything else like that, but are you a fan of the snow? Uh, yeah, I think after, after all was closed and the Christmas, I'd... Sure. I would I would look forward to it. I think on um, on Christmas Day, I think that's something always nice to to wake up to, and yeah, something special about that. Like I said, when when it doesn't disrupt football plans, um, yeah, I don't mind it. <laughs> Let's just celebrate, shall we? Something of this season uh, for the game on podcast so far, leading up to um, where we are right now. Um, let's also just as we have already flexed once at least, I'm sure. You've got to be a happier manager this end of the year. Let's talk about as a year from January to December than perhaps even last January. We know that already, right? But you must be a happier guy. Yeah, no, it's a really, really pleasing place to be around. And, and obviously, naturally, when you when you win games of football, it becomes uh, a more positive atmosphere. But for just the journey, we had a, or actually our last session was, we created a bit of a PowerPoint for them as a presentation to deliver a staff, bit bit of a laugh and joke in there, but a bit of serious, seriousness around the journey. And some of them have been involved from January to December. Some of them come in in the summer. So the journey we've actually gone on in the past 12 months, like I said, I think when we were reflecting on games won, the amount of goals scored, it, it would take quite a few te- or it would be very little teams, should I say, that would have would have had a better year than us. And I think that's testament to what we're doing. Um, and it's really looking forward to now going, we, we, we kind of that used that as motivation to go, because we put ourselves in such a good position at this point at the end of 2022, if you go and have a 2023, which is the same, You'll, you'll have really successful cup campaigns like we have done already and, and, and in the league because, yeah, the the, the journey we've, we've gone on in, in terms of the yeah the direction has been massive. And I think even in, in 12 months, only losing three, three home games. And I think one of them was really early on at Wootton against Southampton, who are now a championship side. And um, one of them was our last, our second last home game against Portsmouth when we lost 1-0. And again, we felt we, we should have come away with, with a point or, or three. And then obviously the Oxford one, which was the, the, the rounded decision of the penalty, which really cost us in the end. So to only lose three games at home and, and only being 1-0 every, each game, it, it shows massively what, what journey and turnaround it's been on and what, a, what an enjoyable year it has been. No, absolutely. And, and a happy Christmas to all our podcast listeners. Um, thank you for making this was 60 of you the number one podcast so i really really appreciate it so um uh, and it wasn't even me listening 60 times uh, charlie it's actual real people which is quite funny so um look we've got some here's what we're gonna do we're gonna intersperse our conversation with some messages uh, from the players laura mitchell hey guys it's molly i hope you all have a lovely christmas break we can't wait to continue making memorable moments with you all in the new year Merry Christmas. It's Angelina Nixon here. I'm wishing you all the best Christmas and I hope you know you've got a lot to look forward to in 2023. Come on, you dons. So you said you did a bit of a review thing then with a PowerPoint thing. Any notable like players that we should you, you did something for? It wasn't. It wasn't necessarily. There, there was a few in terms of we reflected on from that, and I think in terms of big players that have obviously been a part of that I think in the, in the last 12 months um, Molly and, and Nick Pepper have both I think scored 14 goals within that within that 12 months I think consistency of performances I think I think it was Tally 
Tally, Rushy and Nick Pepper have, have, have all played 30, 30 games. And I think Tally's the only player who started every single game so far. And um, this season, obviously not not the year, but the season. Yeah. So there was it was more like I said, it was it was a group um, kind of um, review, and, and and in terms of say, I think we scored eighty one goals in in twenty in, in in the twelve months, which is phenomenal. I think we've had eleven clean sheets. I think we'd won seventeen games out of thirty one, which yeah, exceptional in terms of what what we were what we we're asking. So there was a lot of yeah, big big group stuff, but also yeah, some individuals that have obviously um, stepped up to the plate um, when we've needed them the most. We, I could say to you, I mean, we, we talked about this most improved player or whatever like that, but there's a moment where everybody's moved on. It genuinely feels like everybody's moved on together. That that would be a positive thing and respectful to say, right? Yeah, massively. And I think that's that um, us as group of staff, that, that filled you with a bit of uh, pride in terms of you seeing every player that wants to or wants to come into our system. Obviously, we only unfortunately have 11, 11 players that we can put on the starting team. And, and when you've got squads of 20, 25, and you do have to keep them happy, but also it's making sure that, that our job is, if they're not starting games, what support do they need to, to be able to be in a position to start games? And then making sure that we're tracking that and not just thinking about the starting 11 and going, OK, that's our full focus. OK, you're not there yet. We're going to still focus on them. So that's, yeah, that's always something that I kind of pride myself on is making sure that, OK, players will move on as well. But also if players do move on, making sure that hopefully they, their journey continues and they still have success. And then the ones that are in our environment, like I said, are hands down. I think that out of the squad, you would look at every individual and gone, "Car, they they get they kicked on." You look at uh, even even to the to the January signings that we made last year. Like I said, we brought in Tally, we brought in Gem, and we brought in Loose. And all three of them, certainly, kind of Gem and Loose, were coming into Loose never playing any senior minutes. And Gem was very very low on confidence in an environment that just didn't fit her. And again, you look at them where they were in January to now. Um, it's been massive improvement from from them three who have gone on that whole journey of 12 months. So, yeah, I could kind of break down each individual, but I think it's really pleasing to see everyone is is on on, a, on an up, upward um, projection. Yeah, no, I, completely. You're right, actually. Yeah. You're saying that. It's interesting, isn't it? Because that would be something you notice more than we do, because sometimes we only see what happens on the pitch outside the 90 minutes, um, all the other things that are going on. And if you are genuinely moved here and you're feeling happy and more secure and you're just scoring or you're being much more of a team or you're much being used, that has got to be like a, a, a mental health boost for you, for them as a player. Yeah, and it goes back to that and it goes back to the, the psychological side and seeing a group with such high confidence. And I think, like I said, we pride ourselves on, on the values we show. And and even over Christmas, having a few conversations with some of the players and a lot of them are saying, this is the best group I've ever been involved in. This is the best squad. And and that's always really pleasing to hear because you have players who have played at high levels. You've had players who've played for five, six different clubs. And for them to speak an echo of what a good environment it is, I think you can see that on the pitch and you yeah, anytime you step into our environment, whether it be a Tuesday session, a tra- uh, uh, Thursday training, it, like I said, it's I've never had, no matter a couple of weeks ago when it's minus six freezing conditions, I never, it's never a chore to go to training yeah. for, for us as staff. And I think players have that same mindset. It, yeah, so it's, um, yeah, we, we finished ourselves, unfortunately, obviously losing a couple of games in terms of to the weather, but but in a really, really good position. And, and what, what now it shows is, is we've got that Charlton game straight after Christmas, which is a real good character to hopefully start the year really, really positively. A hundred percent. 
100% positive. That'd be, that'd be amazing. And because we, we talked about a break. Let's come back. We'll talk um, about how Lucy's getting on because we know she had an injury. I will talk about um, LB and Sophia, but we'll hear from some of the players first. Hi all, Chloe Sansom here. I would just like to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Your support this year has been absolutely phenomenal and we can't wait to see what 2023 has in store. See you all soon. Just wanted to say thank you so much for the never-ending support you've shown us throughout this season already, both home and away games. All the travelling you have all done to come and support us will never go unnoticed with us and we hope to see you in 2023. Just wishing you a happy Christmas and a happy new year, Leone. More excitement and happy christmas to you all thanks for listening to the game on podcast so how um so we had some injured players over the year and look we've got a massive squad everybody's everyone's scoring everyone's having a go i've just said to chloe at one point have a go i mean have a go <laughs> you might as well but there, there was a there's that moment where, where we do see injuries and we do worry so let's go scroll back a little bit lb how's she doing yeah i mean uh she's making good, good progress again she's she's had a couple of minor setbacks in terms of the, the journey but I think what's obviously with LB is LB's really really experienced in terms of knowing she's unfortunately had or previously done an ACL so she knows the the time frame she knows the setbacks she'll have so she's um, been working incredibly hard with Beth but I know that it kind of not helps her but in terms of having that previous experience she's not getting herself frustrated so she knows the journey she should keep working hard the rehab is going well um, although, yeah, for, for her, she might think it's a little bit slow. We can't believe the, the progress she's already made in terms of the seeing her running, kicking a ball again in terms of slowly. Um, but even integrating that is, is really, really pleasing to see. So, yeah, as I say, um, obviously, it's been just, just under a year since since the incident and the injury. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hopefully um, hopefully 2023, we, we obviously see LB back out there in, 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 a, uh, in an MK shirt. In a fighting form. Um, other players that were injured whilst on the pitch. Sophia, how's the shoulder? I mean, she's looking great the other week, by the way. I was thinking, what are you doing? Press ups and everything else like that. I thought she, she's definitely on the road to recovery, right? Yeah, she's uh, she's one we've had to. Um, I think Beth's had to had to keep keep um, pulling her back a little bit because I think with especially with something like a, a broken collarbone, I think that she feels like it's mended. So obviously, she has a lot of movement. She can do a lot now. So I think. It's one and then ones, but but because it's a break, you can't chuck her in too early because it still could be quite weak. And then the last thing you want to do is go out there and, and in your first game, then yeah. then get the same injury. So yeah, Soph will be back in with us um, non-contact after after Christmas. So we're hoping for her to be back in at the back end of January, which is again going to be really really good for us to have in terms in terms of after we've got three or four cup games, but then we go five or six league games. So having her back in for, for yeah. that block is going to be really pleasing. Yeah, and that and that that is almost like a Christmas present to her, isn't it? In the sense of like, look, you you are coming back. We've got a time plan in, in motion for you. Just keep yourself safe, and then we'll be good from there. So um, it's all good. Other players that have been injured on the pitch: Lucy Ward. Is she okay? She's okay. Yeah, she's um. It is going to be a bit of a a look. We ambition in probably probably a couple of months. Um, in terms of because there was some ligament in terms of damage in terms of her ankle she just again it was just it was kind of next to nothing I think it was obviously extra late doors and she just had a mm. shot and I think her standing foot just kind of give way and, and she put all the weight on it and rolled her ankle so it was one and ones again you, you can't do a lot about but um, but yeah again she's going to be working with us hard with us and then Leicester again I think 
probably her her kind of positive takeaway from it is the fact that we are um we are a month since the injury and we or sorry when when we play our next game I think it had been over a month and she hasn't um we haven't played a game of football because our last yeah. game was the Exeter game so yeah although it will feel like a long time the fact that she's not missed any games yet and she's going to be a month through that that recovery and rehab um like I said hopefully we we uh we see a kind of um I envision February end of February March time yeah. so um but but again with her having having us and Leicester support and with that um hopefully or potentially it could could be a little bit quicker than that yeah so what we're saying is it's her fault that we've had no games since no no I'm joking I'm just joking. <laughs> it's fine it's fine it's fine uh right um let's hear from some more of the players wishing you a very merry Christmas from Alice. Just a quick message to say, Merry Christmas. I hope you have a happy new year. Thanks for all the support so far throughout the season and can't wait to get back on the pitch in 2023. From Keza. Thank you very much for listening to Game One Podcast and a happy Christmas to you all as well. And to you, Charlie. Look, I say, look, three three funny awards, okay? Three funny okay. awards. This is not like best player or whatever. Um, but who's the most dramatic out of um if you to award the most dramatic person in a positive way right i'm not talking about like falling over and going ah you know what i mean um but i'm just like the most dramatic who, who would that be oh most dramatic so you put put me on on the spot here um i would say i don't know i think i think sophia's got to be up there okay. i think she's a bit yeah i think she um she's very good in terms of very very loud personality really good person to have around but i think um yeah she she certainly can have her moments. Um, not like I say, still a very, very um, tough centre half. Still takes her a lot of broken qualifying to actually get off the pitch. But uh, yeah, I, I'd probably give give her that award. Perfect. Okay, funniest, funniest squad member. The one that just go just makes you laugh. I go, oh my gosh, not again. Just you're so funny. I like as in like intentionally funny, not just funny. Like oh my gosh, they're really funny. Uh, but they're funny. Oh. I- there's probably there's a split here. I, okay. I go in terms of the unintentional. We we always say Ange in terms of she just said says things. She just comes out with comments that she doesn't mean to be funny, but the whole group have them in stitches. And and yeah, she uh, she does make make the make the group laugh. Um, in terms of funniest intentionally, I I think Jem. I think Jem has been. She's quite um, quite a funny person. She's got, again a really good character. She uh she'll more than happily throw throw the banter around, and I think being an Arsenal fan as well, I I do throw her some, but I get it back very very common because oh, because yeah, especially with Arsenal doing so well. But I think yeah, I would say with her in terms of she she can be and 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 look at uh, make her head a little bit bigger probably hearing this and oh I'm, I'm just, <laughs> um when when the Dons need a goal right that's my my favorite shot of the year so far um and it worked oh, it's just unbelievable person you'd most like to go on a long journey with because like there are some people like are like ah oh, I don't want to sit next to them on the coach um oh, not because they're horrible or anything but actually you want to sit next to someone that's kind of like that's that would if I was going to go on a long journey with anyone that would be the long journey person I'd go with. Oh, um, I think this one I have to go have to go with the uh, the captain, the skipper, LB. I think oh. I could probably because in terms of similar experiences, in terms of very uh, loves football, loves everything about football, the female game, the male game, got some interesting stuff. Does go let's say goes abroad, goes goes travelling, uh, sees different countries. But I think yeah, I've probably had chats 
for, for days with LB and I never get bored of talking to her and yeah she probably gets sometimes gets bored of speaking to me but uh but no I think she's one yeah that I could probably sit on a on a long long travel and just talk sure. and talk perfect does she bring the snacks though I mean I'm, I'm, I'm I've just added that bit in but um would would she bring snacks is, is she the kind of person that's got oh I've always got a bag of sweets there you go yeah well well there's a bit of a story because eat every Christmas to be fair she um she supplies an advent calendar for every one of the staff and players wow. so uh, yeah I know so um so that that keeps me going because I keep it in my car so some days I forget so I have on the way to work two or three chocolates or sometimes I finish training after training little pick me up when it's freezing outside I mean when it's in my car and it's been minus seven it's um it's a little bit frozen but but yeah so I think I imagine she she would yeah. Frozen chocolate just lasts a little bit longer. That's what I'm saying. You can you can actually suck on it a bit longer. I remember my mum saying, get, get a Mars bar, cut it into five, put it in the freezer, and then you when you go to eat it, it just takes you like twice, if not three times as long. <laughs> good on mum, right? Good on mum. Um, right, okay, um, let's, let's listen to some more of the players. Hi all, I just want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you for all the support. Love, Sphere and the Stove Old Massive. Hey guys, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Love from Rianne and the MK Dons family. Hi everyone, just a quick message to say Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Looking forward to seeing you all back at Stadium MK in the New Year from Hannah Davis. Merry Christmas, Hannah. So the best Christmas present then this year for MK Dons ladies would be Billy Mins Missing Cat. Oh, the best Christmas present. Is this, oh, I would say... I think winning winning a cup competition. I think after, yeah. if we was to look ahead, I think that would be um, that would be yeah. I obviously performing in the league, but I think they're always special cup finals occasions. Um, and yeah, if we had that gift wrapped to us, um, a cup victory in twenty twenty three, that oh. would be yeah a really great occasion. Charlie, the other week I remember we were meant to ask you your three things about you and. And I completely messed up and missed out. <laughs> You're probably going, don't tell him, don't tell him, just don't ask him, don't, don't. So you, you've, I know that you've already thought about them then. So um, we're going to get to those three things. If you were to look back over this, this 2022, this se just this season just gone, okay. Game that really struck you as being not the perfect game, but as near as perfect. There's a, probably a fair few of these, but I think... When when we looked at him, when we obviously we again we broken it broken it down. I think there was a couple of big moments. I think during during the year, and um, we looked at the London Bees game. Always sticks in my mind because I think that was coming off a point of a time where we was in a really really difficult run, and we it wasn't a win. We we got the point, but I think it just come off the back of Sunday when we scored last minute to win the game against Chichester, and I think going straight into a midweek game, if we'd have then lost that game momentum would have been lost mm. we then went and got the point like again shares his goal 92nd minute and then we go and draw a tough draw away at Gillingham then we go and beat Oxford and I think that carried on that run I think again if you go up and down and then we'd have had to go into Gillingham although like I said there were some bigger probably points in that whole run where we had Oxford and the, say no one expected us to win Portsmouth away they were real big moments but I think moments like that Bees game on a on a midweek game, travelling away on a, in tough conditions, then, yeah, that that was a big one. I think if I look to probably the second point of the season in terms of since the season started, 
I'll probably go back to first game of the season because I think for us, we worked so hard to be in this tier and to go, we are good enough to be in this tier. Mm-hmm. And it was all about starting really, really well in 22-23 in, in for this season. And we couldn't envision of how good, like no, say no teams win, score six goals away from home and to go and do it first game of the season. I felt that was a real statement, not just to the league, but I think even to a Crawley side that potentially took us as, oh, we beat them twice last season, we'll turn up, we'll win the game of football. And I think that showed me that everyone was ready for this season. It wasn't a case that we're going in it light-hearted. I think we were in a really, really good place. And I felt that pre-season. And like I always say, you can never judge pre-season. It's always on that first game of football. And we felt that we had a fantastic pre-season. It was like, can we go and show it? So I think that started us off superbly well, which has allowed us to have such a good six months lean or after that game as I keep saying to you just a few more league games right I know they're coming yeah. I know they're coming this is a few more league games and a few more in the stadium even better that's what I'm saying yeah. even yeah. better um, right uh, let's hear from the uh, ladies again and then we'll come back and hear your three things wishing everyone a, a very Merry Christmas and a, a great festive period around their families and loved ones over the next couple of weeks we look forward to seeing everyone back in in the new year and, and hopefully we can start 2023 as strongly as we finished off 2022. All the best, Mark. LB here. Just want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you for your support in 2022 and I'm all excited to see what 2023 might bring for us. Up the Dons. I hope you all have a great Christmas. Amy McLean. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from all at MK Dons Women. We can't wait to see you again in the new year. From Tally. This is it, Charlie. We're back. This, we've asked this question already once. I didn't even ask you. I feel gutted. Um, but now, we ask all the players these three things. And it's really lovely to get to know a little bit more about them in a way that you wouldn't normally know. So please don't let one of your things be your Spurs fan, because we all know that, right? Okay? Yeah, yeah. So please don't let that be one of them. Um, so three things then, Charlie. Come on, let's do this. Yeah, I've had it. I've had um, long enough to, to avoid it. As well. Yeah, yes, um, you have. And no, to be fair, I've, I've tried to... Not that my whole life revolves around sport, but I try to make it a bit of all, try and bit of a sport and theme. So probably one interesting fact about me was at the age of nine, I actually hit a hole in one. So, and this was, um, I actually had the citizen down at the time and this was Wabin and Golf Course where, which is not actually built anymore. Um, I think I was the youngest ever individual to hit a, this was on the, the par three. So yeah, it was, um, I think 180 odd yards and yeah. <laughs> My mouth has dropped. That's amazing. At the age of nine, a hole in one. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would like to. I mean, I, I played, I played quite a lot of golf when I was young. And oh, okay. My, my dad t- took me to, to kind of lessons and stuff, and I never really carried on because then football took over. But I, um, yeah, it was, it wasn't the um, the best struck. It was, it was. Let's say people have played at Wabenden. It was behind the actual driving range, so it did go up the hill, up and down, and. Um, yeah, I remember, I remember my dad at the time, I just kind of shrugged my shoulders because I didn't really know at the age of nine yeah. how hard it is to get a hole in one. And yeah. my dad's face was absolutely shocked. And he was like, and couldn't believe it. And and yeah, it wasn't until I started getting older and older and then carried on playing, stopped playing golf, kind of was playing a little bit again of how hard it is to get anywhere near the hole, let alone get a hole in one. So. Chai, but that is amazing. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. I, I, golf was never going to be the thing then. It was always going to be football. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's one of them things I, I kind of was playing. And then obviously, again, the more 
the more you you do stuff and and um, my parents always ones that and probably links onto my next one but but always try kind of different sports okay. and not force me into anything but almost try it and I'd have yeah say enjoyed golf but then it got to a point and yeah so yeah brilliant absolutely brilliant wow that's that's number one that's a big one a hole in one number one yeah. number two let, let's see where this is going well my second one is links to say to uh to sport again so I used to I used to kickbox as well so again that was the, the next part of my kind of journey I stopped playing golf and then just for a bit bit of fitness in terms of when I was in at secondary school and stuff like that so yeah I, I kickboxed for about four or five years but I actually had one amateur fight and which I won thankfully but again uh, I think I was 17 at the time so it's one of them ones I always when I talk about nerves and when when I speak mm. to players and stuff like that when I go through that journey in my head because naturally for example obviously I coach at Stadium MK I've not done that journey in terms of walked out as a player especially first time but I can always remember it was again probably I think it was about three four hundred people and I could just remember how nervous how how scared I was of it on the night there was I think 12 fights and you didn't know when you're fighting and it wasn't until 20 minutes before I got told I was the first fight on so I was like oh, oh my no. word and then yeah and then and then yeah just thankfully I think if I'd have watched fights beforehand I'd have been a little okay. bit like oh more nervous so it was nice to get it done and yeah it's, it, again it was one of them surreal kind of experiences I again you prepare similar to any sport you prepare kind of a game plan what you're going to do and then the person who I fought uh, traveled from Wolverhampton he traveled from and it was, he just come out like flying the first round. And I thought, oh, I'm going to try and buy my time and get myself yes. into it. But after like 25 seconds, I was like, I can't just keep taking no. the punches and the, the kicks because I'll, I won't be standing much longer. So it then turned into a bit of a free throw. But then after obviously the first, second round, I was caught, it was tough. But uh, wow. yeah, so again, that's, that's something that I did. And again, something that I really enjoyed and something that, again, when I look at kind of inspiration in terms of my kickboxing coach, he still does it now and, He's done it for for years and years, and obviously it wasn't a football background, but I always got really on really really well with him. And yeah, he was again a, a really good person, but a really good instructor or leader. Yeah. And and yeah, so I was going to say you mentioned fear there, and I think maybe you know that's that's a big thing of it, really, because it's not about you performing all the moves, but it's preferring to be attacked and, and learning how to deal with the the attack and how to deal with the fear of someone else um, against you, surely. Yeah, that, that, that's the biggest thing. And then I think when the biggest thing is then going into that and then obviously then trying to keep level-headed when it's 100 miles an hour, mm. especially like, again, when uh, different, obviously, within kickball, you, you have someone, you're coaching your corner, but they're shouting and screaming at you. But at that moment, you, especially with the crowd and stuff, you can barely hear anything. So try and keep level-headed when, yeah, everything's going on. It just feels like your brain is working 100 miles an hour yeah. and... Yeah, you just can't comprehend. And like I said, you see big moments and stuff like that. And I think, obviously, you've been watching the World Cup at the moment and, yeah. and you see someone like, again, the Harry Kane where he misses that penalty. And it's probably someone who's so good at... He's probably scores on week on week. And, and I spoke to the other day and it was similar to, to Nick against Oxford. And yeah. I see it every day in training or every week in training, never puts it over, scores, scores. And, and it's just little things like that that you can't comprehend there, what's going through their mind at that time. Mm. Um, you can't ever put you can practice penalties but you can never put someone in a position similar to myself there yeah. Um, with yeah so yeah oh my gosh uh, number three okay so yeah this is um again I, I made them kind of sporting a little bit and this was so I 
last Christmas, it was actually, yeah, this time last Christmas, going into um, into January, I made a challenge myself that I was going to try and run every single day for a whole year. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so this was, um, and it was sometimes I did 10K, sometimes I did 5Ks, sometimes it was, yeah, smaller runs. Um, I'm uh, To be fair, I'm not one. I've seen Chris obviously run marathons. I'm one of these ones that after about, I put a podcast on half an hour or whatever. Um, yeah, I, for some reason, I just ne- don't have the mental strength to keep going to, for, for 26 miles. But so I did, yeah, in, in kind of small chunks. And then funny enough, I got to Christmas Eve last year and I got COVID, which meant I was then isolated for seven days, which I got I got all the way, I think, day 357 or something. No. Or three, yeah, yeah. And then... I got COVID um, and then, yeah, that put it out the window for the last seven days. Which <laughs> That's gutting. That's like yeah. have, like taking a photo every day and then missing the last whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Well, this, this, this year to go, Charlie, come on, you know, and maybe yeah, yeah. the challenge of running a marathon as well. You know, maybe, you know. Or even, here yeah. you go, here's a challenge uh, for you. Let's have a charity football match. Okay, this is encompassing all these bring bring have uh, a mix of men and women team right versus all the um the 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 coaching staff okay versus yeah. for a big kind of charity event and then you can run out on the field and we can go later and number 12 charlie bill and then you can run out <laughs> and go, maybe wearing a tottenham shirt i don't know whatever you need to do to get out of but that would you know we could just do that maybe something for 2023 uh, let's come back and we'll talk just briefly about the games that are coming up uh, after we hear from more from the players wishing all our supporters at mk john's women a merry christmas and a happy new year from darcy wishing all the supporters a great christmas from renee Hi everyone, it's Nicola Puddick. Just want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you for your support throughout the whole year. It really means a lot. So the year ahead, the next month ahead, flipping egg, Charlie, it's game after game. Yeah, but uh, it, again, we uh, we still haven't quite got them them league games in. I think we go Charlton in the FA Cup, then we go Reading in the County Cup semi-final, and now we know the Watford now away in the, the, the Women's National League quarter-final cup. And then Portsmouth, is in the league on the 29th of Jan. But again, that's dependent if we beat um, Charlton or Portsmouth were to beat London City. If he, if both or either of us progress, then that gets moved again. So we've got a lot of cup games coming up. Again, we want to keep that momentum. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, because I think that's really important in January because then, yeah, like I said, I know from from the start of February, we've obviously got Ricky at home, which is a league game. And I think the the the... the Obviously, more the the cups dwindle out. You obviously then your league games are put in. So we we've got two midweek games in there. So I think February to March we've got eight or nine league games, which is going to be a really really big run from us. And it's going to be quite nice in terms of having that consistency of of league games. Yeah, the, but we we spoke about this before. All the players are volunteers, and so there's a moment where we're 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 battling against. They have to have a life and a work life balance, and and play for for us and train for us and then train themselves and all out of all those kind of things as well. And so it'll be it'll be uh, it'll be tough on the players. Do you know what I mean? That, that's the honest truth, right? Yeah, I think yeah, as I say massively, and, and and even the midweek games. I mean, we we've raised this, and and um, you you have your, your more local one. Oxford's forty five minutes from yeah. here, and obviously. We can work around that, but um, uh, Cheltenham was a strange one to put in midweek because we're we're over two hours. Well, say especially with traffic from Cheltenham, that's going to be a tough one on a midweek night because yeah, most won't finish um, won't uh, finish 
work till probably five o'clock to get over to, to a Cheltenham. Um, Steve seems a strange, especially when we've got Oxford in our league, Watford in our league, London Bees in our league that all are relatively closer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a strange one, but again, it's just going to be a hurdle that hopefully at the time we're we're in a really good position that yeah, yeah we can we can try and enjoy it as best as as best as we can, but. Mm. Yeah, no, so it is a weird one. You're absolutely right. And I think that you forget, you, people forget distances because they just hear names. They don't really hear distances. And um, um, that's where it all becomes slightly more complicated. And like the cup games are taking over, the league games, which is fine, but it is, there's that frustration as well, isn't it? Um, um, so look, is there a particular game you're looking forward to? I mean, we've already mentioned a great best Christmas present ever to win a cup this year. That would be amazing. Best silverware. Love it, love it, love it. But is there some a game in particular that you look forward to or every game's important? Yeah, I think I think every, every every game is important. I think it's tough to define a, a one. I think I'm really looking forward. Touchwood, that the weather is the weather yeah. is all okay, but I'm really looking forward to January because we're testing ourselves against the Charlton side, who's the, the league above, against the Red inside, who are the top ranked side in in, in our cup, um, and obviously we lost to last season, so we want that redemption. And then a Watford side who are flying in our league. Um, in terms of league fixtures, I do always look at the. The, the big ones are your Watford and Oxford and we've still yeah. got Watford to play twice in the league. So, yeah, we, we're, we're really looking forward to, to, to those ones. I, I do enjoy a midweek travel. So, again, the Oxford away game, I think it's going to be a really exciting occasion, especially, again, how well we, we coped in terms of home to them. So, hopefully we can go to show that away. But um, but like like you said, some, some league fixtures or some home fixtures back at the stadium, I think they're, they're, they're always going to be the ones that are going to be really pleasing and motivate us towards... Yeah, no, that's what we're looking forward to. And that, the first one there will be in February, though, right? No? No, yeah. 29th. 29th. So Milton Keynes, um, Don's against um, uh, Portsmouth, hopefully. Portsmouth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that's, yeah, again, hopefully that doesn't change in terms of the, uh, yeah, in terms of fixtures and stuff here and there. But, um, that yeah, yeah again, that'll be, that'll be a really good one because, yeah, yeah we've had some good battles with, with Portsmouth, especially last year, yeah. um, which, yeah, we look forward to. Yeah. I mean, even the boys beaten the other week. There we go. That's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, come on, you Dons, 100%. Thank you very much for letting us shout and scream and get the podcast out over this year. Really, really appreciate that. Um, come on, you MK Dons set women, because they're doing incredibly well as well. Um, can't forget them on the under-23s. They're just, just doing amazing as well. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing how their season progresses in this next year as well, right? Yeah, no, exactly. And yeah, again, they, they've uh, been on a superb run and really, really pleasing to see. And again, got themselves in a really good position, both in the cup and the league. So again, it's going to keep them motivated towards obviously not just getting first team spots and wanting to start for the first team, but also when you've got a collective goal as a group as well, it keeps you, yeah, yeah, pushing towards that. So yeah, what a problem you have every week, honestly. <laughs> what a problem you have. So um, but there we go. But it's good. Right. Um happy Christmas to you, Charlie, and your family. Um, what is Christmas Day gonna look like for you? Um, probably a lot of eating. Yeah, that's yeah, it's uh it's gonna be an enjoyable one. Obviously, it's um first one in, in our new house, but um we're doing Christmas later in terms of I think we're hosting on the twenty eighth here and um, we're going to families for Christmas. So yeah, looking forward to it. I think this time of year is is, is tough in terms of how full on the, the rest of the year is. I think it's always nice to have a couple of weeks just to enjoy eating, enjoy drinking some um some non alcoholic beverages. Of course. And uh and um and then yeah, and then and then being ready after Christmas. But no, thank you again for, for this and, and and I wish you all the best Christmas as well. Perfect. No problem at all. Charlie Bill for the Game On podcast. Um, have a good one. All right. Thank you, Angie.